Thank you for joining me. Today we have a very special broadcast. I have the pleasure of talking to five members of the LSU Club baseball team. For that reason, I may have some new listeners to the podcast, so let me introduce myself. My name is Chris Demui. I played baseball at LSU from 95 to 98 and a little bit after that. A couple of months ago, I decided to start a podcast to focus on the LSU baseball team, so I put out a preview and a review episode for each SEC series. You can find all my podcasts along with this one that we are recording today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms. And I will also link this special podcast on my Twitter account as well. The Twitter account is at 60FT6INLSUPod. And while I do have a 60 feet, 6 inches LSU YouTube channel, this episode will be podcast only. So a little bit about my special guest. For the first time ever, this team, the LSU Club Baseball team, has made it to the National Club Baseball World Series set to take place in Greenwood, South Carolina, beginning this week, May 27th, so right around the corner. They recently won the regional here in Baton Rouge, and while I did see the highlights of that victory, I found out about these guys from a friend of mine whose nephew plays on this team. He asked me if I could help them raise some money for travel and expenses, and I figured I don't have the biggest platform, but I'm going to use whatever I can to help spread the word as much as possible. So at the end of the podcast, we'll discuss how you can donate, how you can reach out to these guys, um, they're looking for a little bit of help with regards to travel and expense money, and then where you can find all that information. So with that, let's get into it. So, uh, fellas, I got five of them here on the podcast. Why don't y'all just go around one at a time, introduce yourselves, let everybody know where you're from and what positions y'all play. All right, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Joshua Bonnet. I'm from Covington, Louisiana. I'm a left-handed pitcher for the club team, and um, I am the president-elect to be next year, and I'm the secretary this year. Riley? All right, well, my name's uh, Riley Harwell. I'm from a, a town north of Atlanta called Calhoun, Georgia. Um, I'm ma mo uh, mostly a catcher, but I also have been doing a little DH work lately as well. Hey, what's up? I'm Kurt Matthews. I'm from Long Island, New York. I play third base. Uh, I fill in utility, but uh, I'm the third baseman for now. My name is Joe Bonarese. I was actually born in Baton Rouge, but I grew up in Northern Virginia, and I'm the shortstop. My name's Daniel Johnson. I'm from Baton Rouge. Uh, I'm a pitcher and um, a little bit of utility work as well. Awesome, guys. Thank you all. So I appreciate all of y'all jumping on here and uh, Josh for coordinating everything with the text messages. So um, looking to really spread the word and really just get into – I hope y'all can really educate my audience on club, what the club baseball team is, who y'all are, and then really how y'all season's gone and how y'all got to the, you know, where y'all are going, which is the club baseball world series, which looks like an awesome event. So um, real quick question. So obviously y'all played high school baseball, but I'm just curious, did anybody ever get any looks um, or any offers to play outside of high school? I'm just going to throw that out to anybody, you know, Joe. Well, out of high school, I joined the military. Okay. So I went through basic training in AIT, and uh, I still wanted to continue to play baseball. So after two years, um, after I graduated, so I graduated 2014. So 2016, I enrolled in a junior college up in Maryland um, called Cecil Community College. So I played there for two years. And then my junior year, I transferred to a Goldie Beacom, which is a Division II school up in Delaware. And then 
you know, my dream was always to play for the LSU baseball team. So I, I transferred down here to uh, to try to walk on to the to the real team. Oh, OK. Um, OK. Yeah. So um, my, my 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 first year, um, the, the coach was a uh, pulmonary. Right. And he did hold um, walk on tryouts. But since I received a scholarship at my Division two university, okay. I had to sit out a year. Gotcha. And we, we also have uh, two other kids. We have a kid, uh, Lag, and then another kid named Lee. And he was on yeah. the team for the for the fall season. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. So our, so, our uh, president, Lee Blosser, was on the team. And Michael Logrieg, he was also on the team for the fall season. And then Michael was there for the whole year. He's graduated. He left us in December. But Lee is the president this year. He was there for the fall season and then, to, and then came to play for us. Okay. Okay. Now, um, now Kurt and Riley, obviously y'all are from out of state. So y'all, Long Island's a very long way away from Baton Rouge. So you came from Long Island and vice versa, Riley, you in Georgia, not that far away. Y'all came to LSU specifically just as students. Is that how y'all ended up on campus or y'all yeah, have a little bit of a different route? Um, I obviously go first. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm a huge football fan. Um, I've always loved Louisiana State. Because uh, NCAA 14, uh, it's an Xbox game. And uh, they, LSU was like ranked, like I think they were like number three in the game. So I was always LSU. Um, I came down to visit once I got in here from Long Island. Um, took, took the flight down here with my mom, walked around campus. And she's like, yeah, like this, this is this is like kind of like the one flight like we can afford to take. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I like it here. Like I'll, I'll hang out in Baton Rouge for the next couple of years. So uh yeah, I, I ended up going here. Um, I didn't even play club baseball my freshman year. Uh, I didn't know about it. And then I think I might have met one of these guys randomly, and I joined the team, and it, it's been a blast ever since. Very cool. Now, Riley, obviously you're from SEC country. Kind of uh, wanted, wanted to get out of the Georgia footprint over there, or what? Yeah, a little bit something like that. I had a bit of a peculiar senior year. I didn't, didn't end up playing baseball uh, that senior year, and I was like um, – I really wanted to just get out of town for the most part. And I just happened to send out a transcript to LSU and they gave me a lot of money in regards to the common market and my like uh, specific degree. So I just went for it. And as for the club team, I like, I had transferred back home during the COVID year. And then I, this is my first year back. Okay. And um, I ended up just find, seeing a link to the tryout on the LSU website. And I was like, just why not? I mean, I still have a love for the game, and I just figured I'd just give it a shot and see where it goes. Very cool. Very cool. Now, Josh and Daniel, obviously, y'all are Louisiana guys, and, and y'all know a ton about LSU, obviously. But did y'all – I may have known there was a club team. I, I may have forgotten about it. But did y'all know that there was a club team when you decided to be a student here, or is that just something you just kind of ran into? You can go first, Daniel. Well, in high school, I um I ran across the LSU club baseball Twitter, and that was that was kind of entertaining as like a high school kid. Um, but other than that, I kind of forgot about that. Like sophomore, junior year of high school, I ran. I knew there was a club team, but I did not know anything about it. And when I came to school here, forgot about it. Spent three or four years not playing ball, and um happened to my roommate happened to be in a senior design group with Lee our president and he told us about the team and um, that's how I knew about it. I had no idea. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Very cool. Yeah. So um, it's actually a funny story during COVID. It was my senior year in high school. 
my sister was a senior here at the time at LSU and she came back home, but her boyfriend was from Missouri and he came back home with her and stayed at our house and he was on the club team and he kind of told me about it and we'd go throw the baseball in the backyard because he couldn't really throw with anyone because of COVID. But um, so he told me about it and I kind of shrugged it off, didn't think I was going to do it. And then the day before tryouts, I was at the UREC working out and I saw a little like poster saying tryouts are tomorrow. So I ended up coming out, trying out. I was actually pretty nervous, didn't think I was going to make the team. But because like looking on the roster, you have guys that played Juco ball. You have guys that played oh, wow. D1. So I was a little nervous, but I ended up making it and I've loved every minute. So well, very so how do you so how do y'all do um tryouts then? So when do tryouts typically take place and how many guys are on the team? So tryouts are the like kind of the last week of September. We let everyone kind of get accumulated at Baton Rouge because especially because it's a lot of freshmen. Um and then we take it changes every year, but we take around 25 guys. It depends on how many returning, how many people we think would be a good fit for the team. But um, we try to take in around 25 guys, and it's just we – I mean, obviously you want the best guys for your team, but you also want the guys that you think you'll fit in with and be friends with because, right. I mean, we've – I mean, we all are like – this is the closest-knit group of friends I have. No one hates each other. Everyone loves each other, and we just all get along really well. So – We've kind of formed a good bond here. That's all. So, um, do y'all have got Do y'all have a coach, or is this like a player-led <laughs> democracy? <laughs> it's only filler coach. Um, yeah. Is it so, another, is it another student? Place third. Well, uh, it's an alumni. Okay. So he's working on LSU as like a. He works in a lab on campus, so he came back to Baton Rouge for a few years. So he's just he comes out. And he's our third base coach. He doesn't make any like the roster decisions our president and the exec board usually does that but yeah he's i guess considered our coach i got you because i was just uh you know i was just trying to figure out who makes the who makes the lineup right is it y'all just getting together in a room or five guys that have been around for a while because i figured or the pitch rotation you can maybe uh, piss some people off i guess you know get some people aggravated at you i was wondering how that went you know yeah it's it's the exec board that puts the lineups together but I mean, we obviously will take um, input from players. And I think every every decision that's made is, like, is a beneficial decision for the team. I don't think anyone – like, whenever you see someone warming up in the bullpen, I don't think anyone will ever argue about that and pitch and rotation. I think it's always best for the team and whatever gets us the wins. And it's worked. So. I got you. And where uh, – so where do y'all play y'all's home games at? The Nest. Fort Allen, the Nest. Yeah. Okay, but so I didn't. I couldn't tell. So I saw some stuff from Brulee, but y'all usually play at Port Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Port we, Allen. we we practice at Port Allen, but we're we've been blessed enough to be able to play a few games at Brulee, and the regional just happened to be at Brulee. So okay, yeah, I got you. And um, so tell me a little bit about the season then. So after the tryouts. The season starts, and any of y'all can jump in here, Kurt, Joe, Riley. The season starts in the spring, or do y'all have like a little – I mean, excuse me, in the fall? Do y'all have like a little bit of a fall season before y'all roll into the spring, or – Man, I don't have the best memory, but from what I remember, we, we start we start in the fall, and we, we get our practices going. We do our tryout. Um, we kind of just like – like a, we really like kind of find our, our spots on the team, get the rotation together, see, see who can do what. Um, 
the biggest thing that I remember from the fall is that we, we take place in a lot of different, different tournaments. We went over to Auburn, Alabama. They hosted a tournament for us. We went two and two in that one. Um, some good ball teams over there. And then we went over to, to Dallas, Texas, and we played in this thing called Wood Wars. There was 15 teams in this double elimination tournament. Um, and it, all wood bats, uh, turf fields. So we, we went over there. Uh, that was like our first, that was my first real trip with the team. And um, it just, it was a good, it was a good bonding experience for us. Cause like we, 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 no one even played with us that, like that game like, or that whole tournament. Like we were, we were kicking butt the whole time. Um, nobody even looked like they could play like with us. Um, everyone was clicking. I was hitting in the eight hole. Um, and I was just, I was just doing, we all played our own role. Like we really just, uh, we played defense properly. We, we, we threw strikes and we all just, we just, we just did what we knew what we had to do to get the wins. And um, it really worked out. Like we, we swept, we won the semifinal game 7-0 and the championship game 6-0, or it might be the other way around, but like nobody was playing with us. So that was like Thanks. the biggest thing from the start of the season was uh, we really got it going early and it, it's really translated into a lot of wins going on towards the spring. Yeah, there was, ironically enough, there was a home run derby. Joe was in it at Wood Wars and we won that too. So, I mean, we, we were undefeated. We were 5-0 the whole tournament. No one really followed behind close to us but um that was kind of the moment we knew that we had a good ball team the lsu had never won wood wars before um it was the first time for that we knew that this was a special team and we kept going and it's funny the auburn tournament kurt was talking about the auburn pitcher we faced in the championship got uh signed by the white Sox a few weeks after that so yeah yeah he was sitting like low 90s a pitcher who could hit the ball pretty well so the white Sox drafted him it was pretty funny that's uh, that's yeah. pretty impressive. I I do want to piggyback off that question, but um, real quick, Riley, I had a question for you. Being, you know, you said you, you catch, right? I'm yes, correct. Sir. Yeah, you catch. So how does that work with getting to know these pitchers? You know, guys you've never met, really. You said um, you're trying to get them to know them in the fall and then in the spring. So as catchers, I was like 20, 25 guys, and I looked at the roster. It looks like everybody plays a couple different positions, I would imagine. So you may have some guys that pitch and play the field. Um. Is it tough to build rapport with those pitchers or you run your own bullpen sessions? How does that go? Um, you know, along the lines of that, I guess kind of expand on where Kurt was going with Wood Wars. I think that was a good um, like lay, uh, laying of the foundation for me as a bullpen guy or just as a catcher for the team. I mean, as a first year guy, I was extremely nervous to get out there for one. And I think just Dallas kind of broke the ice for me and really allowed me to get like a one-on-one connection with each pitcher. And since then, I think we just have kind of expanded on that and just reinforced it throughout the season. But it's it's gone well. I I think the cool thing about this team is that I can, um, you know, I have a different relationship with each pitcher. It allows me to, like, play to their game and do what they need to do so we can, you know, win the game and whatnot. So it's been a quite interesting to start off. Very nice. my Very first nice. year. Yeah. So y'all did good in the fall, had a lot of success, one wood wars. So I just want to let the people know, um, I did some research on y'all, obviously. So there are uh, co- uh, conferences. So there are conferences. Mm-hmm. Y'all do have a conference. And one of the things a lot of people probably don't know is my son and I were looking at the website last night. There's about 115 from our fuzzy math, 115 club teams around the country. And that's in like division one. They have also have like yeah. a division two in the club landscape. So that's crazy to me. There's a ton of teams out there from all over the country. 
I guess talk to us a little about after the fall, y'all move into conference play. So how does that work in terms of, you know, for me, I'm like, who makes y'all schedule? How do y'all get your gear? Just all that stuff, all that stuff just done on y'all's own, I guess, you know, the the schedule, y'all make that up on your own? Does that have to do with uh, a governing body? Yeah, so we're self-funded. Like, we get the gear ourselves. Our president is in charge of making the schedule. You have to kind of get a confirmation from both teams, and then those confirmations are sent to the to the head of our uh, conference, who is Ryan Norris. Um so, I mean, yeah, we reach out to the teams we want to play. You have to get a series with every conference team in. So you have to create a schedule with that. And you can, like, you want to get as many out-of-conference series as possible because you want to be warm and ready to go for conference play. So, um, yeah, we did a tur- we hosted a tournament the first weekend with – it was supposed to be Texas A&M, Baylor, and FSU, but due to the – it was when Texas had that really bad ice storm. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor couldn't make it. Texas A&M squeaked in and then FSU. So we just ended up doing like a round robin. You play each team twice. And um, FSU is actually in the World Series with us. So we'll hopefully face them in the championship because they're on the opposite side of the bracket. There you go. But, yeah, I mean, everything's so, self-decided pretty much. Okay. Okay. So you're kind of running and govern yourselves. And obviously the team president does a lot. Um so I'll ask this question to uh, Joe and Daniel. I haven't had a chance to talk a lot. And Joe, you mentioned, obviously, you know, you tried out, you played some JUCO and then Division II baseball, if I remember correctly. And Daniel, you played high school at Episcopal, but then you didn't play for a couple of years. And then you mm-hmm. found out about the club team. So just just kind of give the people an idea of what type of level of baseball were y'all expecting when y'all went out for this team? And then – and then everybody can kind of chime in of what kind of level of baseball have y'all seen through conference play? And if I remember right, y'all's conference is Alabama, Tulane, Ole Miss, and is it Mississippi State as well? Yes, sir. Yeah. So obviously good high school baseball, a lot of junior college baseball there. So maybe Kurt and uh, – no, excuse me, Joe and Daniel, y'all can uh, start it off and everybody else can just kind of chime in on that. Well, going into it, I, um, I met Lee, and Lee kind of told me about the team when he was at my house one day. And he kind of he kind of sandbagged the guys. I'm not gonna lie. He told him, like, not too much talent out here. Like, not everybody played high school baseball. Like, we're just trying to field a, a group of guys together. Like, if you can if you can somewhat play, you should be fine. So, like, I get out to practice and I I see I see Joe making plays at shortstop. I see Kurt swinging the bat, and I'm like, uh oh, this is a little different than I expected. Um, it's a, it was a much higher quality than what I expected going into it. Um, the, most of these guys can compete and we probably would compete with a bunch of junior college teams just with our starting nine versus their starting nine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, I would have to agree or piggyback off of Daniel. Um, you know, when I came here, my expectation was, you know, I wanted to be on the real team, you know, and I would see, uh, you know, like the club team. It would be in the UREC, and they would have different events. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then eventually, you know, one day I just walked into a meeting. And, you know, they're like, practice this next week. You should come out. So, um, you know, I go out there. And, you know, like Daniel was saying, I was very surprised at the level of talent that we have. Um, you know, coming from a junior college to Division II, um, there's a lot of kids on this team. You know, including the kid right next to you. This, this, this is the best third baseman. 
I, I'm just saying, like, he's picking up everything, scooping left and right. He gets the best out of me. And I'm staying at his house until we leave for the World Series. So thank you for that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just put that out there. A, lot, a lot of love, a lot of love. I got you. Yeah, so um, I, we, there is definitely talent and ability. I would say the only main difference is the dedication. Because once you get at that level, it has to be a mindset. Something, you know, you wake up doing and you surround your whole day around right. um, getting better at. And um, I feel as a collective unit, we have done that well. Um, like I said, you know, going with people going to school and people going to work, I still feel like when we get on the ball field, we put together the right mentality to get better and ultimately win. Yeah, that's, um, that's a great point. Just to remind everybody, yeah, y'all have – obviously you have to go to class, right? And you just mentioned right there, you got to go to – some of y'all probably have to go to work. You got to find your own place to live. Um, even if you're still from the area, you still have to figure all that stuff out. You still have to lift. You still have to run. You have to, those pitchers got to take care of their arms, you know. Um, and that's a great point. I would imagine for a lot of teams, dedication, if, if they get beat a couple times, the dedication just goes down the tubes and, and stuff. Yeah. But <clears throat> what about what about the competition y'all are facing? So you said y'all faced the guy who eventually got signed by the White Sox. So – are y'all facing guys, I, I don't know, throwing, you know, mid to upper 80s or even harder? Or, I mean, obviously, y'all said a lot of guys have baseball backgrounds in higher level than high school. Is that typical for the majority of teams that y'all face? Yeah, right. It's kind of like um, like they'll, they'll have like an ace who can he can get up to 88, 90. Like some some teams have some some serious ball players that like they've got the good off speed. They really know how to mix it up. Um, good catchers I can call call a good game. And then, like, you know, the, the two and the three guys, they'll get down to, like, the lower 80s. And, and I mean, the thing is, is the way that we play, like, our mentality is, is we want that ace. We, we want to face him first first game. Like, we want to just – we want to get that first win. And then once we get through their best guy, like, there's really – I don't think there's anyone that can really beat us. So, yeah, I mean, the, the competition's serious. Uh, but, I mean, just the way that we play is, is we kind of set the tone. And we play our we play our game. So, uh, when we play these, these other big schools with these – like good teams like we just try and we try and beat them to it we try to set the tone and uh like the competition's there but i think that we're just a little bit ahead of it right now that sounds good and so i'm gonna follow up with that i'm gonna get the hitters first and i'm gonna get the pitchers so Kurt, joe riley y'll jump in on this so obviously the other lsu baseball team on campus is uh those guys hit a lot of home runs they're really built on power um, they're not going to sack button a lot. They're not going to manufacture a ton of runs. They're going to try and hit home runs and string hits together, but they have a bunch of big boppers. But I was looking at y'all stats on the website, and there's one thing that really stuck out to me, and I'll see if y'all talk about it, but how would y'all describe from a hitting perspective, what's what's kind of y'all's offensive, maybe not necessarily philosophy, but more of y'all's offensive style? And I'll see if it matches up what I saw from the stat sheet. So the hitters, right, the hitters, I'll, the hitters. I'll start off. Um, so this pat in the re- this is a funny story from recently uh, in the regional. Uh, the first game we played in the regional, uh, my first four at bats, I was over four or four strikeouts on high fastballs above my eyes. So when I step up there in on my left, my fifth at bat, um, I think it was a tie game, maybe a one run game. It was first and second, no outs. I'm over four or four strikeouts. The only thing in my head is to get this bunt down because I'm dropping the bunt down and uh, I put it down the third base line. And they, they didn't even pick up the ball. It stayed on the field. Uh, we loaded the bases. And then I think right after that, we had the go-ahead single. So, really, it just 
it's kind of like next man up mentality. Um, I'm more than happy to drop down the bunt. No matter, I was hitting in the four hole for a while, and I was dropping bunts down all the time, sack bunts, bunting for singles. Um, and when my bat's hot, I'll, I'll, I'll swing the bat a little bit. But uh, it's really just – you just want to set the team up for the best position, and if bunting is the way to do that, then that's what we do. What do you think, Riley? You'll have a, kind of an offensive approach. Your string hits together. You'll take a lot. Uh, well, um, in that, in that yeah. is well, – yeah, go ahead. But, Sorry. No, I was just saying, I just thought, Joe, do you think your teammates are secretly wishing for you to get the fifth strikeout, be like the five-star general, or they really need you? <laughs> if that was a championship game, no. But, I mean, four, you're like, I'm not. You got the sombrero, right? You're like, there's no way I'm striking out again, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, <laughs> I definitely heard it because it was, it, was it was four strikeouts on high fastballs above my eyes. So, uh, it's, em- it's embarrassing, and they let me know it. But that's why <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't let them down past that. I, I had to help them out a little bit. That's what they're there for, right? They're going to let you know if they're going to patch up. I got you. I just had to get that in. Okay, Riley, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, to kind of build off of what Kurt was saying, I think a lot of our, like, main objective is just to put the ball in play and just move guys and put them in position to score. And I think in knowing that, I think it's by any means necessary, whether it's hitting the ball the other way or putting down a butt like Kurt says. But I think once that one guy gets on, I think we have a tendency to catch fire and actually string together a lot of stuff. But as of lately, we've actually come to the point where we've faced a lot of adversity in late innings, being down one or two runs. But I think a lot of us in terms of our offensive approach, you know, we all stay together up in the dugout and we're all, you know, really optimistic about what's going on. And we try and push each other even before they're out to go up to bat. And I think everybody, you kind of feel that love in the dugout, and I think that kind of transpires back onto the field, and it kind of just goes from there. I got you. Because one thing I noticed, to let y'all know what I noticed, is um, y'all y'all must be pretty athletic because y'all look like y'all run on anybody. I saw a ton. <laughs> now, Josh, you did the stats you said, but it looked like I saw a ton of stolen bases. And uh, I was looking at the stats, and I'm like, they got some pretty good averages. Not a lot of home runs, which is understandable. But, man, when y'all get on the bases, y'all look like y'all are very aggressive. And, um, obviously, you know, you're putting – you're stacking hits. So, behind that, you're going to manufacture runs and have some big innings, I'm sure. Yeah, we probably have two guys that if they get on base, they probably won't steal. But, I mean, seven out of the nine guys in our starting lineup, if you get on base, you're taking the next base and maybe even third. I mean, I know Joe steals third a lot. Kurt, actually, in the championship game was – Got picked off the second <laughs> and, and then swam around a tag and then scored the, the tying run or the winning run, actually. Yeah, that was huge. The next, the next play. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll explain that situation. Um, so, <laughs> so this is the day after my big offer day with my bunting. So, we're in the this is the game leading up. We need to win this game to move on to the championship, or maybe this was the championship. Oh, it was game. a championship. Yeah. So, championship game. Um, a big offer for me. I, I come up to start the inning. Uh, I juice an oppo double. So I'm, I get on second base, and uh, we're trying to, like, figure out maybe we bunt him to third, like, get over there. But I, I can run a little bit. So I was like – there was a couple pitches go by, and I go, I'm stealing third base on this pitch. And um, I'm getting I'm getting kind of jumpy, and the kid picks me off second base. So he throws over to second baseman, and I'm like, I'm just going to steal third anyway. So as he's throwing to second, I, I, I'm going to third, um, and I just I, – I swam this kid. He uh, He missed the tag. And but like these club, these club umpires sometimes are a little shaky. So I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna get called out anyway. The ball beat me there, and uh, he misses the tag. I slide past third base. I scramble back. I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna be out. I look up the umpire and he calls me safe. Oh my goodness! 
the, like the monkey off my shoulders right there. Uh, that I got bailed out, but it's a stolen base in the book. So, <laughs> sure, teammates were uh, appreciative of your athleticism. At that, they're probably yeah. a collective, a collective. What are you doing at that point? But hey, it worked out. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. all right, all right uh, Daniel, Josh, the pitchers. So we talked about a little bit about the hitters and y'all's philosophy and, and and how aggressive y'all are on the bases and the ability just to get the job done and get runs across. But from a pitching perspective, um. You know, what's kind of the mentality on the mound? I don't know how many people y'all have on the uh, on the staff and if y'all have roles set up, you know, starters, relievers, closers or whatnot, or it's just next man up, whatever we really need. Uh, but but kind of kind of what's the pitching staff set up like and what's y'all mentality when y'all take the ball? Um, so, I mean, we had roles going in, like during conference play, because you know it, you knew it was three games, double two seven innings on Saturday, doubleheader, and then a nine on Sunday. So we knew our game one and our game two starters, and then we knew our game three starters. And you just got up there and you threw strikes as long as you could. You did your job. But for the regionals and, like, for the tournament play, there's less of a role. I mean, like, our, our starting pitcher game one this weekend went – I think he went nine, or maybe he went eight because it – um, we went extras with Texas Tech, and then he was shot. But then game two, we had four pitchers pitch, and then we used that exact same rotation in game three in the championship. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, same starter, same reliever, and then same closer and same second reliever. So it's kind of do up there and get your job done. If you get thrown in with bases loaded, you get an out. If you start the next inning, you go as long as you can. But um, it's it's just you get up there and you throw strikes, hitters, are going to hit. There's some really good hitters on a lot of teams, but and then in the in the deeper um, of the lineup, it kind of falls off. That's what we've okay. been blessed with. Is our the the deep end of our lineup is just as good as the beginning. So we kind of we stay with teams and we stay on them. That's they were talking about compiling hits. I mean, we, if we get hot, we get hot and we keep hitting. But Daniel, yeah, to piggyback what he was saying when it comes to strikes, um, it's club baseball is very similar to I mean. I would say like tournament baseball in this sense, like youth baseball. It's like if you throw strikes, you play good defense, don't make errors, you're going to win games. Um, so when you're out there as a pitcher, your number one job is to throw strikes. And um, that's that's really all you're looking to do. Because once you get past a three, four, five hitter in their lineup, you don't really – what's the nice way? You don't, have to, you don't have to worry as much? The, you don't the, have to worry yeah. as much. I got you. Know, you. Okay. the ball out the yard. So right. you're, just, you're putting it over the plate – putting faith in your defense to make plays behind you and um, trying to get through that inning at a quick tempo so you can get into the dugout and hit. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I win the regional here. Y'all beat um, – who'd y'all beat in the finals? A&M? A&M? Texas A&M. And that was the thought, fourth time we played them this year. Yeah, it's always, be, always good to beat the Aggies because I can't stand A&M. So that was <laughs> a great job. All right, so let's see. So I won the regional. You're going to the World Series for the first time in LSU club baseball history. So let's – Y'all can all jump in here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the World Series, and then we'll get to the main reason why, why we're having this interview here. But all right, y'all are facing—I don't know how they decide the seeds, but apparently y'all are facing the one seed in Penn State, and I guess they're pretty good up in Pennsylvania in the northern part of the country playing baseball. No offense to the guys from Virginia and Long Island over there. Um, y'all have any idea? We got any advanced scouting reports? We got any film on Penn State? We have any idea what to expect heading up there? No. Nothing. Essentially, just yeah. probably a bunch of video clips on Penn State's Twitter. Is <laughs> got the picture of their regional championship and about what yeah, they're that's, and and 
in the same sense, that's pretty much all they got about us. But we, I think we go in with an advantage being the eight seed because we, the way they did the seeding was they took it off the voting panel and our region has one guy on the panel every, and then there's 20 people on the panel. So we're very mis like underrepresented. We were ranked ninth in the country after winning our region. And there's only eight regions that a team that will be watching from the couch was ranked higher than us. So I think we go in with a bit of a chip on our shoulder and I think we're ready to, to win this whole thing. And it's double elimination tournament. So, um, and y'all are heading out. When are y'all, when are y'all heading out up there? Uh, Thursday starts, morning. Thursday morning starts Friday. Do y'all have, um, I don't know if they would do a home run derby, but do they have any like get together? Any, are they have a home run there's derby? A, yeah, there's an Easton long ball challenge. So okay. it's two team, two people from each team. So 16 people. And I don't know how it's set up. I mean, I, I haven't read any, I haven't read much on it, but we, I mean, we put up our two people. We put Jake Coleman. He's a junior. He had two home runs this weekend in the region. And I mean, they were both, go ahead home runs we needed them we were tied five to five against texas tech in the bottom or top of the ninth or bottom of the ninth and or i think it's bottom of the eighth and jay coleman hit a three one home three run home run to put us ahead so um he's doing it and then nick harris he's a senior he'll be leaving us he played at lsu Eunice. um he's going to do it as well but um so i think it's just a classic home run derby i got you Y'all gonna head up there. Y'all got Penn State in the first game, double elimination. Y'all just gonna let the dice roll and go get it, right? Just go get after those people. I see y'all shaking your heads. Everybody listening, you can't see, but they're look. These guys are confident. They're um, they're gonna get after it. You can tell they're a very close bunch. Um, anything else? Oh, I do want to ask y'all this. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I know y'all are busy class, school, work, and you have practice and you have your own games. But real quick, for the other baseball team on campus. We can go hitters than pitchers. Is there anybody y'all would like to step in the box against from the other baseball team just to see how you do? So just take your turn. Just take, you know, I'm very curious to hear what y'all have to say. All right, go. What you got? Go. Okay, I'll go first, and I would like to go against uh, Eric Reiselman because <laughs> okay. I love fast pitching, and yeah. I think it would be a very great at bat. And second of all, um, Paul Gervais because I know he went the Juco route and I know he's got a lot of heart. So it'd be like will against will matchup. All right. And I'd like to see how that comes out. Okay. All right. I'd say, I'd say my answer, I'd probably pick Blake money. He was in one of my uh, kinesiology classes and he was a cool guy. Okay. So I'd love to just face him just to see how it'd go. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a defensive player, but uh, if you give me two or three at bats on him, maybe I can put the ball in play. <laughs> ah, you may be selling yourself short. I got you, Riley. What, what do you think? Who who off that pitching staff would be fun to face for you? Uh, I would probably say Blake Money too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a bit of a Fairweather fan. I just kind of go to school here. I never really grew up an LSU <laughs> fan, to be honest. Okay. So, I but I would probably want to see him. I know he's got some solid stuff, and I just wanted to see how I do. So there you go. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, for my two pitchers here, who who would y'all want to face in the box now? Okay, personally, I'd like to. I'd like Dylan Cruz. Um, <laughs> what the first person view is on one of those five hundred foot cruise missiles. <laughs> hey, he doesn't mean he has to barrel it up. You know, he gets out too. 
So I got you. Cruz for Daniel. And uh, what about you, Josh? Who you got? Who's- I probably got, I got two answers. Probably Jacob Berry being one. I mean, pitching to a future first round pick. I mean, that would be awesome. And then my second answer would probably be Connor Simon. He's a freshman. He's injured right now, but I played high school yeah. ball with him. So that'll be fun to see how that goes. Get your teammate. Yeah, I saw him play last year, actually, uh, in high school. So I think for me, it would be Cruz. I'm left-handed, so it would be Cruz. I'd like to face Morgan, too, though. I think Morgan would be tough for me because mm-hmm. he gets the ball the opposite way, and he's patient. So um, I guess – I don't know if it would be fun, but I'd like to see how i do. But uh, Cruz is, is very fun. So, um, well, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up here. So um, it was a really pl- a good pl- – uh, it's a pleasure for y'all joining me. I had a great time talking to y'all. But, listen, the reason why we're here – and why I wanted to get y'all on is we're trying to help y'all raise money, trying to get donations, because all this stuff, correct me if I'm wrong, but all this is coming out of y'all's pocket, right? I'm sure mom and dad, yeah. their, their, their accounts, whatever y'all have saved up for working, and y'all are paying for the travel and the expenses, you know, hotel and food and gas, however y'all, however y'all are going to get up there, y'all going to drive to South Carolina. But um, And that's why we're here, to help y'all raise funds for the World Series trip. So how can people get involved how can they donate where do they go okay so we have a classy.org page um i'm sure you can either post it on your twitter with the Mm -hmm. link or um i have a qr code i can send you but um that page will go straight to the club um and then outside of that we have uh i can give you all our president's venmo and that way we can just put it straight into our campus federal account but let me do that really quick yeah, we can um, get – and just to let everybody know, I'm going to get all the info from Josh, but I've been on their Twitter account. So the Twitter account is at LSU Baseball Club, and I'll link that on the podcast, and I'll be shooting that out all week, even up until the time they leave. Any little bit helps for these guys, and I'm sure it's going to be much appreciated. Um, and, Josh, you can send me all the information you want, and I'll get that out there as much as possible. But if you go to their Twitter account, the classy.org site is pinned on their account so for those not familiar with twitter when you go to twitter that's the first thing you're going to see right underneath their nice picture from the regionals so um also i don't know if y'all have look if you got personal accounts you want to shout out i don't know if the club's on instagram or tiktok or any other social media y'all feel free to let everybody know how to follow y'all if you don't want to get the personal information out that's fine but josh do you have any other uh, I mean, yeah, we have an Instagram. Or... It's uh, lsu.clubbaseball. That's our Instagram. We post pretty pretty regularly. We'll post schedules. Like, we just posted a picture of our seniors that graduated <laughs> and stuff. We just – and any updates that we get, we'll go through there and our Twitter. That's what we're most active on. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we post on. I got gotcha. you. Fellas, any final words? Anything you want to say? Um I mean, we've got to keep it clean, obviously, but I know y'all are going to do really good things, and I'm going to be following y'all. But anything else for all the people out there listening, you know? Yeah, just uh, thank you for having us on here. And anyone who decides to donate, we, we appreciate it a lot. Uh, we really uh, give it our all, and it's uh, sometimes it's a bit of a, a burden coming in all from, uh, from us. So it really does mean a lot from uh, anyone who donates, and thank you for those who already have. Yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, y'all can follow us. I think it actually – I might be wrong, but I think the games will be streamed on – ESPN, the Ocho, but, um, so they'll be like nationally televised and stuff. So it's, I mean, it's a real deal. Y'all can follow us. And I mean, go Tigers. For sure. For sure. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all got it for sure. And, um, I'll link the club baseball website as we wrap this up is really good. 
They have all the World Series information out there. So I'm going to put as much stuff out there as possible. The schedule's out there as well. I'm sure they'll be posting results so we can follow these guys. I'll tweet results um, throughout the weekend for these guys. And I have Josh's contact, so I'll try to let everybody know how they're doing. But um, I just appreciate y'all's time. Thank y'all for coming on and jumping on kind of last minute as we put this thing together. And I had a blast, man. And we wish – I know everybody in Baton Rouge wishing y'all good luck. And uh, y'all got a really good vibe about y'all. So y'all stay aggressive, man. And y'all go out That's there fair. and get it. And um, so real quick, I'm just going to end this. So I just want to thank everybody for joining us today on the 60 Feet 6 Inches podcast, a very special edition as we had members from the LSU Club baseball team as they prepare to head off to the National Club Baseball World Series for the first time ever, and that's being held in South Carolina at the end of this, at the end of this week. If you can donate or help out in any way possible, they would greatly appreciate it. All that stuff will be linked to this podcast and on my Twitter account. We just thank you all for tuning in. We wish these boys the best of luck, and uh, we will see you all on the LSU Vanderbilt um, review pod. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Go Tigers. Love that.